homeschool friends and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina and I'm here with Vicki and Kim. And we are going to continue a topic that we touched on in an earlier podcast. We're going to talk about levels in high school curriculum. And if you missed that first episode about understanding levels and you're not quite sure what this means, you know, there's supposed to be something about levels on a transcript and college prep things and you're not really sure, then a really great place to start would be that episode. Because having a general understanding of what a level is for a credit that is earned in high school, um, how to capture that, how to make it make sense to an employer or a college admissions officer after graduation, those things are all really important for homeschool high school parents to understand, and we wanted to help you understand them. So look for that episode if you haven't already got gotten a good handle on this level thing. But today, we want to kind of bring this um, close to home for us and near and dear to our hearts. And we want to explain in a very practical way how to use Seven Sisters curriculum, ebook curriculum, which was designed to be easily levelable. So you can adapt it to the level that you want for your teen. Um, But we want to kind of walk you through how you would actually do that in your homeschool, how you would take a literature guide and use it at one level versus another, how you would take one of our electives and use that at one level or another, and try to make this very um, how-to, step-by-step concrete. So, yeah, so with that said, um, ladies, a little bit just briefly about why this matters so much, why we have gone to the trouble to essentially start a company that is... (laughs) very much focused on this idea of curriculum that is levelable. So as we were homeschooling our high schoolers for a gazillion years and advising hundreds of other kids, we noticed that all homeschoolers do not look alike. Even identical <laughs> twins are not alike when it comes to their education. And Ooh, so and Kim would know. I would. I might. Yes. Yeah. So they have different interests. And they have different abilities, and they have different goals. Oh, my, yes. And so for a kid who was going to their state university or a very competitive college, they needed a very high-powered transcript. For a kid who was just going to community college or your average you know, Christian college, uh, those kids needed a competitive transcript that did not kill them but developed their specific talents and, and interests to, mm-hmm. to get sparkle in the eyes of the admissions officers there. And for kids who were trade-bound... So they're going to graduate and go right into a, a training program or right into the work area. They needed a different set of courses in high school. They did not need to kill themselves with you know physics and calculus and things like that. And kids who were, were having difficulties learning um, and had a lot of disabilities, they needed a completely different kind of high school education experience. And so we saw all of those in mm-hmm. just our little community. Yeah. And, and sometimes talk- within an individual family, you have oh, yeah. really dramatically different 
um, kids and that's yeah. okay that's Big nothing time. to do with with someone doing something wrong that's recognizing right. that god wired each of our kids as as individuals and Absolutely. within our own kids they often had an area where they were really interested or really really good at it mm. and then other areas where they struggled more and so what we wanted to do was to lean the educational efforts into their interests and ability areas and to get what they needed as far as what their goals were in their other courses but not put all the killer effort into you know courses they didn't need that in right we wanted to tailor it so that it made sense for each student to get the most out of their education because it's not just checking boxes it's helping them become the person God created them to be. Right. I love that word, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. We talked about sculpting the transcript and stuff, and all go. these years it never once occurred to me we were tailoring. Oh, there so we go. got all these different metaphors. Awesome. Yeah, we like metaphors here. Yes, yeah. we do. We yeah. do. And let's just, uh, before we get into the, to the practical, I just want to hit on this too, this idea of goals. What are our students' goals is so important because – one of the criticisms that is sometimes um, leveled at homeschooling, especially in high school, oh, is I got that, that you used leveled there. I did, <laughs> and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> yeah, one of the criticisms that is often leveled at homeschooling in high school um, is that if you are tailoring the learning to the student, then you're just making it easy for them, and they're not going to have to learn how to do things that will just be hard for them. And they're not going to develop the life skills that they need to, um, to have to master something that is not in their sweet spot. And that's not a fair criticism. And for any homeschool parent who is doing the work of homeschooling their children in high school, they probably really kind of prickle at that, at that criticism because they know how important it is to them that one of their goals for their student is that the student would lean into those sweet spot areas and would really um, grow and extend and do as much as possible there. And at the same time that they would conquer um, the areas of weakness that would just fall into laziness and would not prepare them for things like taxes and you know whatever else is going to be hard in life that they're just going to have to have to work hard on whether it is natural for them or not. So tailoring this is not about putting everything into the sweet spot. And it's not about just saying, oh, never mind, we won't do math because little Johnny isn't very good at math and, you know, we'll just do what he's good at. It's, it's about tailoring the whole process to get them to graduation with as well-rounded a, a set of life skills as possible so that they know how to push forward in their areas of strength and to lean into the person God designed them to be. And they know how to plot along and persevere and be diligent in the areas that they find challenging and boring and whatever else. Because it's, it's kind of our opinion that it's good stewardship. If God is given an interest or ability to a young person that they should develop that. It's a responsibility. Yeah. And you can't develop everything 100% yep. for most kids. Right. And if you try, you'll go crazy and you'll not really develop anything. And then you fight with your teen all the time. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you say, okay, in a 24-hour-a-day world, my teen needs to develop an interest, to develop their 
determination on courses they're not so good at and also develop real life skills like having friends mm. and volunteering and so there's there's not endless amount of time and energy in a day right. we have to mm. make choices and so in choosing levels we're helping them learn how to manage themselves for the future which is just as valuable as any one of those pieces of information they're going right. to learn in any of those courses that is True. really important stuff yeah yeah, it is. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty with Seven Sisters titles. So let's let's start with a literature guide. Yeah. Um, we have uh, lots yeah, and lots and lots of literature <laughs> guides, and they can be purchased individually so that you can just try one, or you can use one just with with one book that you're doing for um, for your language arts in a given year. But we also have some bundled products for American Lit for a full year's worth of literature analysis and for British Lit and for great Christian writers and for World Lit. And we have um, guides to go with C.S. Lewis's Narnia Chronicles and also with his Space Trilogy. So there's a lot there at sevensistershomeschool.com, but we're just going to pull out, I, I think we were going to talk about American Lit today, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Is try to make this really American concrete. Lit that Kathy Duffy just did a big review about? Yes, shout out to Kathy Duffy. Thank yeah. you so much for your lovely review at Kathy Duffy Reviews. Um, we were just delighted that you picked up that title and decided you wanted to review it and that you liked it so much because that made us feel really happy. Um, if you ever want to see intelligent, in-depth, how-to-use-curriculum reviews, Kathy Duffy has been around since... The beginning of be homeschool. Be careful how you say this yes, so we don't make right. her this sound is, old. Yes. This is respectful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she knows her stuff. She yes. knows homeschool curriculum. And her reviews are very long and detailed and uh, carefully and intelligently constructed. Mm -hmm. So I'll put links into her website because it's definitely worth the, the time before you purchase curriculum oh, to look absolutely. at those great resource it is yeah there is there is so much there it's kathy duffy reviews.com and we'll put that in the show notes yeah. um so anyway american lit okay so we have um nine literature guides that have been bundled together for a year's worth of learning let's first look at an individual guide and then we'll look at the additional information that that comes with the bundle that helps with leveling Very so good if idea. if a family is using um let's say sandra's called again and this time it's her son and um, he is going to use some literature guides. And so she thinks that she would like for him to use these at the college prep level. Um, Good job, Sandra. So, I think you understand your son's needs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well done. So let's say she pulls open um, To Kill a Mockingbird or Fahrenheit 451 or, or pick one. I don't know. A you you have it in front of you, Vicki. <laughs> how about a separate, a separate piece. piece? That's wonderful. So how, how are we going to open the guide for a separate piece and determine how to use that at a college prep level for Sandra's son. All right. So for Sandra, um, the separate piece is written at a college prep level. So this one, uh, if he just uses the guide right where it is, he's doing some college prep work. So the first thing he will do is he will read the background information in the guide. And it will tell a little bit about the book without being killer. And then he will read um, the character list. And he will look at what the themes are that are being examined in that study guide. Because with Seven Sisters guides, we don't 
cover every single literature idea in every guide. Which is one of my favorite things about our titles and one of my students, my children's favorite things. Yeah, because when you we don't kill the book. Yeah, when you try to kill the book by teaching everything about every book, the kids hate it and it's hard to learn when you're having a bad attitude. (laughs) So instead we're picking up some of the coolest things and the easiest things to learn about in this particular title. Yeah. So Sabrina, since you wrote this guide, talk about the different motifs in this book that were that Sandra's son will be picking up on. Well, anyone who has read a separate piece and who studied it in a mm. traditional uh, high school classroom probably remembers the tree. I remember <laughs> meeting a mom at a conference that we were at uh, several years ago, and she saw the title, a separate piece on the rack, And she looked at me and went, oh, no, the tree, the tree, the tree. (laughs) So the the tree, there's a big tree that is a symbol. It's a symbol of coming of age. It's a symbol of facing one's fears. um, And it shows up at various points in the story. And so we look at that repeated symbol that the different points in the protagonist's journey where the tree, uh, something that happens at the tree or near the tree, has an impact on his life and his and his journey as he matures from boy to man. But we also look at um, some of the more subtle symbols that show up again and again, because that's what a motif is. A motif is a recurring idea or image, and we keep bumping into it again and again in the story. And by bumping into it repeatedly, there's a part of our brain that goes, ooh, I wonder if this is somehow important beyond just what's happening right mm-hmm. here, because I keep bumping into it. And so there is a lovely pink shirt that uh, Mm. also serves as a motif. It's a recurring symbol. And every time the pink shirt shows up in a scene, our brain goes, ooh, that's Finney's pink shirt again. Who's wearing it and why? And and where are they wearing it? And um, hmm, that's interesting. So things like that um, have been highlighted in this particular study guide. Not because a separate piece is all about symbols and motifs, But because John Knowles did an amazingly masterful job of using those symbols and putting those motifs into the story, he did lots of other things really, really well, too. But the guide that I wrote just focuses in on that because it it allows students to, to get their brain pointed in that direction so that they are really immersed in a book that uses symbol and motif beautifully. And then some other time, they might read the book and think a whole lot about the themes in it. And that's great. Good for you. There's such good thematic material in that book as well. And maybe they'll look at relationships another time. And it's a killer relationship story. Absolutely killer. But that's not what we're asking them to focus on for this one reading. Because if it's a really good book, they should read it more than once in their lifetime anyway. So there will be other chances to dig into the other stuff. For, For this reading, we focus on one thing and we get a really great exposure to it sorry I get really passionate (laughs) yeah I'm just like looking at you like you're telling me a story here I'm like all in (laughs) that's that's why my kids have enjoyed the study guides is Mm. because it's it's taking one specific idea from that book that the book does well and helps them really engage with that Mm-hmm. So they the the interactions my my especially I remember my youngest because he was most fresh in my mind um would write these essays for his honors level on that 
and uh, hilarious things based on what he was learning about the motifs in, in each of those yep. guides. So yeah. anyway, he, he really learned to enjoy engaging with those because the passion comes through in the writing of, of the various guides. I hope only... so. That was the goal. All right. So we've got, we did background information and we uh -huh. looked at the characters and we looked at the focus for the guide. Mm -hmm. And then we get to vocabulary, right? Yes. yes. The Seven Sisters approach to vocabulary is a little bit different than some other literature curriculum that we have seen. Yeah. Because what we have done in all of our guides is take the vocabulary directly from the book. So the words they're running into in the book that are probably new ones to mm -hmm. the young people and, and they then have those words that they're going to develop. And we ask the kids to paraphrase the definition themselves, not look at our written definition, but actually find what that word means. Go do some research and then put it in their own words so that they are actually internalizing some of the meaning of that word. Mm -hmm. So much more effective than just reading a list. So that's like in separate piece, there were absolutely marvelous words. And some of them would show up on SAT stuff like capacious, mm. convalescence, um, effulgence, eff yeah. mordantly. Yep. There was one I didn't even know what it meant. Oh, stupefaction? Was that the one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So inveigled. Oh, inveigled. That's yeah. it. Inveigled. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, the kids can then actually own the vocabulary. And at a college prep level, you want kids to do that. Oh, yeah. In order to really learn, they need to be engaging what they are, are taking in and, and making it their own. So that's what the vocabulary looks like. And there aren't 5,000 vocabulary words. It's a nope. very manageable list. Mm. Yep. So then we move into questions, and the questions go through. Um, they can be for a college prep kid like Sandra's son. Um, the the questions should be answered as the student is reading the book. You should have the study guide close by, and you're answering in complete sentences because expressing yourself using complete sentences is a really good discipline, um, and it will tremendously help your writing. If you've gotten used to answering questions using complete sentences, you will be much less likely to use sentence fragments when you write an essay later. Mm -hmm. And for, um, for a college prep kid, then there are going to be sum it up questions after they've finished the book that sort of help bring them back to that focal point and remind them, okay, let's talk again about these motifs that run throughout the story. And then there will be writing um, either personal response papers or essays um, where a thesis statement is given or where a question is asked to help the student form his or her own thesis statement. So for a college prep kid, they're going to do the discussion questions on their own. And um, then hopefully after they've answered them, they will have the chance to actually discuss with a parent or with other students in a co-op or a book club because it's just more fun when you discuss books with others. And then do some reflective writing on those literary elements that have been highlighted and um, finish it all off with a carefully thought out, well-planned, well-edited essay or personal response paper. So that's a college prep approach to using a Seven Sisters literature guide. If we had a kid who was going to use this at the level two average level, then they could look up the vocabulary, but not necessarily have to paraphrase it. Just look it up. 
they could work through the discussion questions orally with mom or with others mm. in the in their book club or co-op rather than having to write out answers and the sum it up questions as well could be done orally for a kid for whom writing is challenging very time consuming um, and then finally that essay can be can be made a little smaller and turned into a three paragraph exploration of a thesis or a three paragraph personal response that is uh, that needs to be less supported and is more um, just a, a natural um, organic kind of, of writing for a kid for whom writing is, is difficult. Then a, a level one kid at remedial level, you would choose which questions that they would mm. do, mm-hmm. um, might leave off the writing or have them dictate writing mm. into a, like if they have a dragon mm-hmm. um, app that will kind of take and transcribe for them. You and might want to use the audio book if the actual reading of the right. book is overwhelming. Yeah. Right. And the, mm-hmm. the, the questions would be done out loud. So they'd be discussion with mom. Mm-hmm. So there's, and then for the kids who are doing the honors level, so the high powered levels, very often they may be doing more writing, but a lot of the honors stuff in a language arts thing is not doing a whole lot of extra work on the study guides, but bringing in other richness in their writing and in their reading list. So you don't do a, sc- a study guide for every single book mm-hmm. that you read because that kills your year. That absolutely. just is way too much. Yep. Yeah. So our kids will do anywhere between like nine and 14 books, you know, with the study guides. And then a lot of richness of other kinds of reading that builds their interest or study area of the year. Mm. So that's how, and there's actually in the literature bundle, so the American Literature Bundle, there is a grid that shows at grade nine, grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, at each level area, a suggested way to earn each of the level two, level three, level four, and level five credits. So it's right And it is there. a suggested way because there's not one right way, but it's Absolutely. very helpful to have a place to start to yeah. wrap yeah. your brain around it. Because you are the principal of your child's school, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you decide what needs to happen for your kid. Absolutely. Good. All right, so let's shift from literature and let's move into electives and let's mm-hmm. let's look at a social science. We're gonna we're gonna talk about our introduction to psychology from yeah. a Christian perspective. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Kim is teaching that this year at our local homeschool group classes. I am right now. I did it yesterday. We talked about sleep, which was fascinating. The kids were very interested. And and they need to work on their sleep. Oh my! Yes, some of them have some serious <laughs> sleep issues. And some of us moms yes. need to like <laughs> That's right. get off of the Facebook and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and it was really beautiful actually to have it in a subject mm-hmm. in psychology, so that I could talk about it from a different perspective. Because mm-hmm. I have some of these same students in my. Spanish classes or in leadership class or I've had them in high school success seminar and said all the same things but it sounded more mom-like but when I said it in the psychology class and we were talking about brain waves and talking about productivity and about what happens to your ability to learn and be productive when you are sleep deprived all of a sudden it I'm no more of an expert 
in that room than I am in the other room. But it had a different, it had that science. Wow, this is information. This is learning. I, I, yeah, there's, oh, wow, really? It had That's more power. Fabulous. It had more case. power. Yeah, absolutely. It's fabulous. So the Seven Sisters uh, introduction to psychology from a Christian perspective is written not preachy, by the way, no, but definitely from a Christian perspective. And it's written as a half credit course. Right. And this Vicki is the author. So she knows the course very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a counselor. Yeah. And uh, people can, if they want to know what I'm about, they can visit me at VickiTillmanCoaching.com mm-hmm. and uh, read some of the posts there and download freebies. Yeah. And I, we were blessed enough to have Vicki come into our uh, class and talk yeah. because there are chapters in the book about what do you do with this psychology about Christian counseling and about different careers in psychology yeah. as well. Because that's how I earn my living. Yeah. And I wanted my kids to have psychology on their transcripts because I like it. And there were no Christian perspective high school books back mm-hmm. when I wrote mm-hmm. that because it's been around for a while. Yeah. And anyway, so it's written as a half credit course because colleges who want social sciences on the transcript generally are asking for one half credit. Mm-hmm. So it's written at a an average level, so level two. Mm-hmm half credit high school course it covers the scope and sequence for that but it's an average kid can sit down and do that curriculum absolutely it's very doable and yet there are many opportunities for kids who are interested or passionate Mm -hmm. or what have you or are just driven kids to do much more with it right so if you go to page number five in the guide Mm-hmm. There is a grid there that says if you want to earn a college prep level, you're going to add X number of activities. So I think it is. So if you're going to do college prep level, you just need to do three what Vicki calls enrichment activities. So there are suggestions for enrichment activities in each chapter and um, students can choose and I had a great conversation. We specifically talked about all this at my very first class, which you could also do at your first co-op meeting. Um, and I reminded them because we're about four weeks away from the end of our semester. And so I pulled it out again yesterday and I just kind of reminded everyone and I refreshed their memory on... Get your enrichment done. Yeah. I said, <laughs> okay, here's how many enrichments I have from each of you. If you were intending to do something, but you didn't hear me mention it, it means I don't have it. So you need to, you know, kind of get, and so enrichment can be anything from watching a movie and writing a short response paper about it, um, reading a book and writing a response paper about it, doing some research on a particular topic, either that we did cover in a chapter or that would fit into a chapter, but just didn't fit into our particular chapter. Um, and uh, we even brainstormed yesterday some additional um, enrichment activities beyond ones that, that Vicki had thought of um, that we thought would make good um, uh, make good enrichment activities. Can yeah. you, so like, can like you in... do that? Can you come up with your own enrichment activities? I mean, isn't there only one right way to do the <laughs> enrichment activities for psychology? Amazingly enough, at Seven Sisters <laughs> and in our world, there is always more than one right way. And even as I sit here with Vicki, the author, I am totally comfortable to, to say, 
yeah, we came up with some more ideas because right. that's how we work. Our best ideas come when we put our heads together, right? And when you have a kid that's interested in something and it, they explore that interest a little bit, mm -hmm. that learning stays with them. Oh, so right. our enrichment suggestions of books are just things that we know our kids have liked over the years, but there's mm -hmm. always new books coming along. Mm -hmm. So like their personality chapter, one of the books we suggest is Strength Finders yeah, great um, by stuff. Tom Rath. And it's uh, really not so much a book as a personality test. Mm. And the kids go online and do it. But there's a really hip thing. The kids are a lot of uh, their generation and the millennials like the Enneagram. Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the Road Back to You is a very accessible mm -hmm. version of, of that that the kids can read um they can read biographies yep yeah absolutely um, one of the things i think the that kids should read is as wild at heart if you're a boy you know oh, as, right. as john eldridge i just think it's a good um adventure for high school so anyway so they have things that they can do to level up mm -hmm. for a, a college prep and very easy and leans into their strengths so generally we we do three enrichment activities for mm -hmm. a college prep or vicky also has in here you can replace a couple of them by reading an entire book and doing a short like, couple page paper um, so three enrichment activities typically we do, we do for college prep. Mm -hmm. We do six for an advanced credit, and we do one for each of the 15 chapters for, a, uh, for an honors credit. So they've actually really go to college having an experience with psychology that prepares them for college-level psychology mm -hmm. work from a Christian background, so it gives them that kind of uh, infrastructure yeah uh, but have really become knowledgeable in areas of interest to them in stuff that they they will because it's interesting to them apply to their lives and mm. carry with them so it's it's a way to fit levels to interests and abilities at um an area that that they were going to apply to life yes so, so you take away something from the course yeah and this particular course i feel like is so rich in life learning it, it goes right along with one of my other favorites of ours in the elective area which is the human development this is stuff that that your students will walk away from the the day they did that work thinking about themselves and other people differently. Absolutely. Yeah. The the cool thing about Seven Sisters Guides also is that almost everything is editable now mm. so that the young people can do the work, write their answers in, write on the screen, and the answer keys for almost everything is separate. Yes. So that moms can keep that and uh, and then the kids can email over their guides with mm -hmm. the answers to mom. Mom can check the answers. So it, it simplifies Oh yeah. how they do their work and how mom grades. It's so user-friendly. Yeah, there's, there's answer key for all the homework questions. There's homework questions for each chapter. And again, depending on your levels, mm -hmm. you could, you could um, do them orally. You could uh, choose some of them or you could do all of them. Some of the chapters are pretty light, and some of them are pretty meaty. Um, so you would just kind of want to figure out how how you want to go about that, and what are you expecting? Mm -hmm. I have some students who are going for a higher level who they write me full paragraphs with with really nice sentences, almost essays sometimes for their uh, for their homework answers, and other students that are you know kind of level two ish. 
if they can get a couple of keywords down for an answer, I'm I'm giving them a thumbs up. Because it's they are working at their at level. their level exactly. And a, a remedial kid, you would do it out loud. Yep. And the there there's tests at the end of the book. A mm-hmm. remedial kid would work through that verbally with mom, and they would discuss it as they go. And of course, a college prep or an average kid, it will not need to do that at all. Absolutely. Yeah. They will Absolutely. just do the test. <laughs> right. And and the lower level kids sometimes they do things open book. Because they're not they, really needing to hold on to all that information. Right. They just need to be able to articulate it and writing it again is another pathway to get it into their brains. Yep. Yep. So, wow, that's a lot of, I know we gave you a lot of very uh, concrete and, and we you know dug into a separate piece and we dug into psychology. And there are lots and lots of other curriculum titles at sevensistershomeschool.com. The point of today's podcast was to try to really put feet to this idea of our curriculum being levelable and it being uh, easy to figure out how to use one of our titles at a college prep level or at an average level or to level it up to an honors credit. And um, so if that is interesting to you and you have questions about a specific title in the ebook store that didn't happen to be psychology or didn't happen to be a separate piece, uh, you can always feel free to email us, info at sevensistershomeschool.com, and you can ask for, for more information about one title or another. We also have on the website an excerpt from each ebook that you can view, usually four or five pages. Um, that you can that you can open in what we call a sloppy copy, so it, it'll look very slightly blurry. You can still read it just fine, but we do sometimes have folks ask, is, is it going to be clearer than that if I buy it? And the answer is yes. We, we're trying to help people honor copyright, and so the excerpts that we put up are, are very slightly out of focus so that it's not too tempting to just print them and distribute them to people when when the title hasn't been purchased. But you can view those little excerpts and get a really good feel for the conversational tone of the instruction, which is also a part of the levelability of the texts, that it's, it's typically accessible learning even for kids who are struggling because the tone is very conversational. The content then can be, um, can be dealt with at the average level, the college prep level, the honors level, and, um, and you, you can take that all those extra places with enrichment activities and, and supplemental um, resource suggestions. So if you have more questions about using our titles at any level, just shoot us an email and we will be happy to help you make sense of all of that. And we hope that you will visit us at sevensistershomeschool.com that you will look through the bookstore, that you will download some freebies. We have lots of freebies. That you will take advantage of the blog posts and get um, all kinds of encouragement and practical strategies for bringing success to your homeschool, high school adventures. And we thank you for being a part of the podcast. And we look forward to talking with you on future episodes here at the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com. Brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. 